Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Hankook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Volume. Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. No better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. There's a lot of reasons. It's America's number one sports book, incredibly easy to use, super safe, totally secure, super fast payouts in as quick as two hours. You're not going to get that anywhere. Also, same game parlay bets, live betting. It's the best. Hey, if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I did it in 15 seconds. Get started now. Sign up. Please use the promo code Colin so they know we sent you. Please use the promo code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up. It's Prime Cuts, the best of the Colin Coward podcast. Absolutely loaded week. Carson Wentz on getting traded from the Colts. Some news-making comments. Titans head coach Mike Vrabel opens up about the A.J. Brown trade that broke his heart. Very personal. And Rick Buecher. We discuss the rough ending for the Suns and why they had it coming. Are you ever surprised how much you're discussed in the NFL? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, I'm not really aware usually, um, which is for me a great way to live, great way to be. Um, I usually find out about things that are going on because people will reach out and say, Hey, you doing okay? Or, Hey, such and such said this or this. And I'm like, I really didn't want to know that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of makes me laugh. Kind of is what it is. Um, you know, I think 
I do it the best I can um, in every situation that, that is put in front of me and try to make the most of it and enjoy the time. And, um, but yeah, it's, it, it kind of makes me laugh a little bit sometimes the things that I hear and the things people send me. Well, you know, it's interesting because a lot of criticism, I get criticism, we're public figures, I don't care. Um, the only stuff that would bother me would be personal stuff, right? And sometimes yep. I think people have been too personal with you. And I've said that I've defended you a lot in the air where I'm like, I don't know, big, strong, athletic. I like him. But, you know, like when Jim Ursay says, hey, we made a mistake, I'm like, ow, ow, that's kind of per- like that. That hurts a little, right? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. You know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Um, you know, I, I thought last year was a was a really fun year. Um, you know, I thought we, we did some incredible things, uh, came up short at the end. Obviously, I struggled down, down the stretch there and timing was was poor. Um, but yeah, that. I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that things unfold the way they did. And, you know, I thought things were, were in a pretty good place there. I had awesome relationships with, with every single person in that building. Can't say enough good things about um, the people over there. And, um, yeah, kind of came out of left field. You know, he's, he's entitled to his own opinion. And, you know, he's entitled to do what he wants with his football team. You know, the NFL is tough. As you know, you played for a dominant college program. And in college, you line up a lot of times if you're at a top program and you know on Saturday, like you'd have to really screw up. In the NFL, the Jet, the Jets beat the Colts or the, excuse me, the Jets beat the Titans, who are the number one seed in the AFC. Like people don't want to talk about that, but they want to talk about the Jags beating the Colts, but the Jets yep. for, and if you watch that game, you're like, what, what is going on here? So did you think at one point, I mean, it's by the way, the Colts have struggled with the Jags in Jacksonville for the last half decade. Yeah. When people freaked out, Carson, was there part of you thinking, hey, time out. You can Google, you can Google how we've done down here. Like, I'm not the only guy that's struggling, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it was just a, a real tough ending, you know, I, honestly. And then once rumors and reports are going around, I'm like, you know, talking to my agent, are these things real? What's going on? Like, honestly, it was uh kind of came out of left field um and you know you kind of just try not to think too much of it you know rumors and reports are a big part of this business we're in so you never know what's true and what's not so try to not stress about it too much but yeah it was a it was a very unfortunate ending to the season um you know not a good time to um to play poorly uh the way the way i did and as a team we struggled but um, yeah, that's what's crazy about the league is, as you just said, anybody can beat anybody anytime you step on that field. And I mean, we had our, our work cut out for us the first time we played the Jags at home. You know, we, we, you know, squeaked it out in the end. And, uh, it's always a good team. That was a good defense last year and they made our lives tough. And, uh, they got us on that day. Carson, I've said this before about your style that you remind me of a more talented Sam Darnold in that you're a physical player. And so, and you're a risk taker. And I like my quarterbacks to take risks. Um, and I've said, you can coach players in and out of a lot, but if a guy is a risk taker and at sometimes, you know, risk taking reckless are really close, you know, they say love and hate are on the, in the same envelope, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like I look at you and I think, well, this is who he is. So if you're not comfortable with his risks, then don't acquire him. Like when you're making plays, do you have a f- off switch? Like, okay. Okay, turn the governor down here. This isn't going to work. Or are you just like, you just in the moment, you're going to do what you're going to do. And that's your style. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a fine line. And, you know, it's one I've, 
I've wrestled with since the moment I walked in into that door in Philly, you know, shoot, that's how I played in college. It's, yep. um, you know, I try not to get in my head or overthink things. So I just, you know, with what I see, what, whatever's there, I, I let it rip. I pull the trigger, you know, there's times like plenty of times I come in and watch film either that night or Monday morning. I'm like, shoot, that was dumb. Uh, and you get away with it. You get away with it plenty, you know, and, um, you try and just, you know, let the, the positives outweigh the negatives and, Hopefully you look up at the end of the day and say, you know, there's some big plays to be made here. So you never want to miss those. You never want to miss the ability to extend a play and find a guy open downfield or, or really change the momentum of a game. But at the same time, you got to be smart. You got to be smart and try and limit those mistakes. And I think, you know, I've, I've gone up and down yep. in my six year career on that front. And I got to continue to learn, okay, when to say die, when to eat it. Um, and when those plays are there to be made to be aggressive. Well, it's funny because. When Jim Ursay freaked out, and that engineered all of it. Listen, everybody else in this league flips burgers, as a GM once told me. The owners make all the decisions, right? You had 27 TDs, seven picks through for over 4,000 yards, uh, 3,500 yards, and had a 95 quarterback rating. That is a borderline Pro Bowl season. So then, you know, the fit hits the shan in Indianapolis, and everybody's going crazy. So there's three kind of quarterbacks in the NFL franchise backups and bridges um and troy aikman said something and i thought it was fair i said troy said the other day he said i, I think this is his last shot to be in the, the franchise he's got the size the arm the talent do you view it as like hey man this is it like i, I gotta get it done i can't go to bridge i don't i'm not a backup do you feel like this is it yeah i mean i, I understand it from the outside world you know and i understand it from from everyone's perspective that they can call that, um, call it that. But for me, it's, you know, I try to not put that much pressure on myself. Um, you know, I'm extremely confident in what I can do and what I can bring to a team and how I can help elevate those around me. And so, uh, call it what you want, call me what you want. At the end of the day, I don't really care. Uh, I'm going to go out and hopefully, hopefully play well and, and get my team in a position to win and win a lot of games. You have, I think, one of the better receivers in the league. Terry McLaurin in, and um, I watched him at college at Ohio State. He's one of those guys that's almost a better pro than a college receiver. Um, have you worked with him? Talk with him? What do you know about him? Yeah, talked with him quite a bit. Uh, you know, been around him already in the facility a handful of times and, and worked with him. Um, great dude. You know, I, I mean, everybody in that in that facility just raves about who he is as a guy um, and how he prepares and his work ethic and all of those things and kind of leadership that he, that he brings to that, that kind of young receiving room. Um, but he can play, he can play. Now I remember his rookie year, uh, when we came here, um, I think he took like a slant and went like 80 on us. And I was on the other sideline. I think after the game, I said, boy, I'd love to throw you the ball. Uh, never would have imagined it unfold like this right. just a couple of years later. But, um, it's kind of funny to look back on, on kind of that moment in that game. Um, and now obviously put on the tape and see what he's been doing the last couple of years. It's pretty remarkable. So I think we'll have some fun together. The playoffs are here. You can make every game feel like game seven on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. FanDuel's hooking you up free bets through the playoffs. Free bets. Doesn't matter if you're a new customer or already have an account. Be sure to check out the app exclusive weekly same-game parlay promos. FanDuel's got so many ways to play. Best of all, when you win, you get paid faster than a fast break. If you're new to FanDuel, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Sign up with the promo code Colin. If you already have an account, 
you're all set to get in on the action. Either way, you'll get an assist from FanDuel when you bet a same-game parlay during the playoffs. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-877-HOP E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know... Mike, what's interesting, I told the staff today, I said, why does it feel like Mike Vrabel's been coaching for 20 years? Like, <laughs> I, I can't remember the coaching with the Titans before you. And it's because, you know, the, the Ohio State, and then you were an assistant. And, you know, you, you're, you're, you're one of these guys that is a very um, young, older guy. You've been in the public consciousness forever. So you've only been there from 2018. 
If I said to you, twenty-five years, you know, National Football League and, and Ohio right. State, twenty-five years. I think that's where I get my mind goes. If I said today, you coach against rookie head coach Mike Vrabel, where would today's coach work you on your first day coaching as a head coach in the league? Where have you really made a jump, in your opinion? I, I think just the, the comfort level of knowing that there's going to be so much uncertainty and you're not going to be able to control everything and you're going to have to just not worry about distractions and trying to avoid them. It's just, how do we handle them? It's just, things are inevitable. I, I told, I scripted the rookie minicamp. I said, we're going to fumble three snaps. We're going to throw an interception. <laughs> Linemen are going to run into each other because one's going to go to the right and the other one's going to go to the left. And you guys are going to run into each other. And all these things happen. And they came back laughing after the first practice. I said, I feel like a, a I kind of can script these practices. I know just how they're going to go. It, you know, Mike, it, it's, it, you know, some of Belichick's assistants haven't done well. You weren't a classic assistant. You went the college route and then came around. So a lot, when I've talked to some of the former Belichick assistants, Bill has such a, a presence and he's such, he's such an intellect that it's, um, you know, when you're in his presence, you, you, you feel like he's a little bit of a guru. I mean, you, you're, you're trying to soak in all of it. And a lot of coaches have said you you do a really bad impersonation of Belichick instead of being yourself. And with you, you have such a strong presence. I don't think you fell into that. I think you're when I look at you, Mike Vrabel is Mike Vrabel. You're not you're not going to be anybody else. And I you know your wife was a college athlete. You're a, a former pro football player for 14 years. Do you think because you had such a defined personality and presence, you have? You soaked up some stuff from Belichick, but there's no imitating. I mean, absolutely uh, soaked up a lot. But I think that my experience there was was as a player with other great players. I mean, I've learned, I've really tried to to take a lot from whether it be Teddy Bruschi, Willie McGinnis, Rodney Harrison, uh, experiences with Tom or any, any of the offensive players the coaches, Romeo Cornell that I had in the, in the NFL, and then try to mold that, whether it be working for Bill O'Brien or even working for Urban in Ohio State, the conversations with Luke Fickle, Marcus Freeman. I've tried to take all these different things right. and just say, be, be me, be myself, and, and, and react how I would react. But these are things that these guys are really good at. How, how can I you know, use them to help me or help this team? You have to be really organized, right? Like every great coach I've known is organized. Were you an organized player? I don't. I mean, is, is what's ever behind me? If that's organized on the on the on the, the screen on back here, I just make my notes back there because I'm not much of a computer. I kind of just stay organized up here. Do you? If I, if you, I'll give you a coach, and you just tell me a sentence. What you glean from that coach? If I say yeah. to you. Um, Bill O'Brien, you were under. Yeah. Bill O'Brien, what did you take from him? Authenticity. Uh, I remember him saying, <clears throat> the beauty of coaching is believe in something, have a philosophy, get the players to believe in it. And it, it, there's going to be a million different ways, but you have to believe in it and you have to do it your way. Urban Meyer. Teaching. Urban was, it was, it was mandatory that you be a great teacher uh, with these college players. And uh, also the connection, you know, I realized in college, the connection that you have to have between a player, you get there and they're 17, 18 years old and, you know, they're, they're spending a lot of time with you and you're, you're a father figure for, for most of those guys. Belichick. Uh, being, just being prepared, being prepared for different situations. 
uh, also being flexible and understanding that things are going to change. Things are going to constantly uh, come up and, and you have to be willing to, to change and adapt. So, you know, that surprises me. I look at Belichick and I think <clears throat> he's so prepared. He wouldn't have that dexterity or that that ability to pivot in games go back to your playing career with bill i mean were there times mike that you'd come to the sideline and bill would say screw it we're, we're just gonna things have changed uh you know i think that this has probably been out and probably been said but you know people would say hey we're gonna make some halftime adjustments and bill would say well if we're waiting till halftime it's probably going to be too late like we better be <laughs> making adjustments by the second or third series like we've the game plan is already shown its hand. It's what they practiced all week. You know, pretty much that's what the, what it's going to be the rest of the game. When did you gain his trust? When did Bill let you call things? Uh, I, I mean, I went in there and again, this is such a unique situation. I, I didn't start a game for four years, had a conversation with him in uh, free agency and he had referenced plays that I had made in a preseason game. He's like, you remember that preseason game against Miami He's like, that's what we ex- what we're looking for. That's what we expect. You know, and I went up there with, with just, you know, a, a desire to try to be right and be perfect, which, you you know, you can't be. You can't try to play like that. And I think it was just something where as things started to go on the first or second year, um, playing different positions, I think he realized that. I think he valued that, the versatility, uh, the willingness to play special teams and really do whatever. Once once you show them that, once you show any coach that, whether it's Bill Belichick or anybody, once you show them their willingness to do whatever you can to help the team win, you know, that's how you earn trust. So um, I defended Ryan Tannehill when he, you know, he made kind of an average, he talked for a while and he made a small comment. And I said, um, I mean, give me a break. He's 34. He just lost a huge playoff game. Um, he got replaced. You know, they kind of bailed on him in Miami. He's fighting for his career. Give the guy a break. Like at the end of my career, if you if you if they could draft a talk show host, I'll be fighting like mad too. Were you right. surprised the blowback he got for a fairly innocuous comment on Malik Willis? Uh, there, there's not a whole lot going on in, in the NFL right now. So anything <laughs> that gets said, you know, people are going to jump all over. Um, I've touched on this. I know the type of teammate Ryan is, and all I can tell you is the first couple of days have been been really cool having three great quarterbacks on our roster, uh, watching them help Malik uh, at practice. Uh, he's invited the rookies over already. They've already been in his house. They've had dinner. It, it's um, it's going to be a good dy- dynamic. I, I said I thought Malik was my favorite quarterback in the draft just because I thought his upside was huge. And there was intangibles about him. I thought he was great at the podium, which I don't know if it matters to a coach, but I was like, Jesus, that kid's good. Like he knows how to answer stuff. And it, it felt really authentic. I didn't feel he was BSing me at the podium. It, it did, were there intangibles, not just the play? Were there, were there things like that you looked at as a former player and thought, okay, that you can bring that guy in our room? Like, did that sell like you at all? I, I mean, I think that you love the play strength when you're talking about on the, on the field. Uh, really like his demeanor, you know, already just with these rookies and handling the huddle. And it's a lot. I mean, the first couple of days is a lot. I mean, we're throwing plays at him, we're formations and, and motions and cadence. And I mean, it, it's, it's a lot. And then coming under center with, you know, it's no fault to him. They, they play in the shotgun. And That's right. So we'll teach him how to go under center and, and run our offense. And when we're in the gun and we're doing those things and every day he's gotten better. You know, since last Friday, he's gotten better each and every day. And 
Um, so it's just fun to coach. I, um, I didn't think Derrick Henry was going to be a great pro. <laughs> Obviously wrong. It, he had an interesting career. He got drafted and he didn't, I mean, he was kind of a rotational guy for a while. And then mm-hmm. something popped, Mike. Take me back to his emergence from like sharing carries to being unstoppable. Right. Well, I think it got to be a decisiveness. You know what I mean? It's like when we're, we were putting our scheme in, it was, you know, where do I fit? Where do I run? And, you know, I think finally just trust in the scheme, trust in the, the landmark, um, not trying to read too much. I think sometimes you get in trouble at any position that you try to see too much or you're, you're trying to do too much. And so I think he narrowed his focus. I think that he, uh, he continued to work on his stiff arm and in in his second level. That To me, that's the biggest thing is, is we got to just continue to find ways to get him to the second level and, and hope that magic happens, and it usually does. Who was the hardest running back you tackled? Adrian Peterson? Well, I, I mean, he was certainly there because I was older in my career. Jerome Bettis was, was a load when oh. I got to New England. We played him. Um, you know, I mean, Ladanian Tom, young Ladanian Tomlinson, those guys, those are hard guys. Priest Holmes, um, Ricky Williams. You know, I mean, there's just no shortage of good backs. There's housing bubbles, there's tech bubbles, there's stock market bubbles. And, and during the last six months, I've been joking on the air, like we're in a wide receiver bubble. If Tyreek Hill goes for five picks, I remember when it, I was on the air and I'm like, the hell is that? Five picks. Randy Moss went for like a fourth to New England. And, you know, AJ Brown, he's on the market. There's picks, stuff going on. <laughs> Part of me's just Mike thinks, okay, I like, I like my receivers, but God, you got to win the line of scrimmage. Did you look at this offseason a little bit, all these moves at wide receiver, and think, we've kind of lost our way on the value of it? Or do you like think the world's changing in this league? No, I mean, I, I don't know. I know that, that um, every situation is different, and, and I know that everybody gets the same amount to spend. And, you know, you have to make decisions. You have to make tough decisions. And so um, – I don't know. I don't know where the receiver market's going to end up. I mean, I know the good players deserve to to be compensated, and that's the nature of professional sports. Um, but you also have to work within a salary cap, and you have to try to find a way to to continue to do what's best for the, the entire team. And um, so, I don't know. I don't know where the the market's going. I know that um, you know the the salary cap's going to continue to go up, um, specifically about AJ. You know, I think everybody knows my relationship with AJ and, you know, how much that meant to me. And I hope, hope him and we've had conversations, you know, since he's been traded. It just, it, it makes you sick, right? Like he's. Well, yeah. I mean, you just, you have a personal side to this thing. When you try to do it, like we try to do it and make a connection and, you know, care about these guys off the field and making sure that they're, they're healthy, you know, mentally and physically. It, yeah. There's a business side to it too. And that's, that's what everybody, you know, you have to understand that. And, and, I, and if you put a lot into something and, you know, guys move on, you have to make cuts, you release guys. And so that's the hard part of it. But I, I don't want to, I'm not going to change uh, the way that we coach. I don't want our coaches or myself or anybody here to change the, the connections that we try to make to, to teach them. Without further ado, I'm going to bring in Rick Buecher. I don't even know what to make of Phoenix. I they look tight. Um, Chris Paul and effective. What do you even make of what you saw? Well, 
I, I believe this game was lost two games ago. I honestly believe that when Devin Booker and Chris Paul, it was a little bit like the LeBron James, Dwayne Wade mocking Dirk Nowitzki. They were, everything was rolling for Phoenix and they were going at Dirk one-on-one -on -one, and they were laughing at him. This is Luka Doncic, who was a European MVP, who has played in front of crowds with fireworks going off in the stands, with people taking their lighters and heating coins and then throwing them at you while you're playing, with uh, a, a, a absolute mushroom cloud of cigarette smoke hovering over the arena and crowds where I've, I've experienced it. Like you, you start finding anything to put in your ears, like paper or anything to try to dull the noise. So you take that, his experience, that there's no, there's no, there's no situation that's going to phase Luka Doncic. And then you basically clown him. You're asking for it. And you're asking, you're asking for it from a Luka Doncic with a Jason Kidd who is also of the same mentality. If you insult him, he's going to find a way to make you pay. And he did with Luka basically by saying, okay, Luca, you know what? Every opportunity you get, we're having you go at Chris Paul. We're going to have you go at, at, at Devin Booker, but you're going to have to bring us something to the defensive end. They clowned you because they were going at you one-on-one -on -one up to up 20, 25. Right. You've got to give, give me something the entire way. And Luca responded. The Dallas Mavericks collectively responded. And the Phoenix Suns, uh, the Phoenix Suns basically were the bully and they got punched. They got punched back. And they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, I still can't get over the lack of offense. I mean, Booker, um, you know, it's interesting with Devin. I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't create a shot really very well. I mean, Devin needs a screen. Devin needs help. You know, people make these comparisons. Luca doesn't. Luca doesn't need help. He doesn't need anything. John Morant doesn't need help. Steph Curry doesn't need help. Booker's not super twitchy quick he needs something and it was really apparent in yeah. the first half in game seven it, Devin just couldn't even get good looks a fall away yeah. it was I mean I you smiled as I said that but he doesn't really create his own shot he's a great shooter I don't know that he's a well I don't want to say he's not a great scorer but what they did is they made him play in a crowd where he had to make decisions. And, I, and, and ideally, what he would have done is drawn that crowd and created for others. He doesn't have that at all. So, and, he's, and, and, he, and it was uncomfortable for him. I mean, you could literally see he, was, he started thinking. And as soon as he's thinking, game over. Chris Paul is the one that if you try to double him, he's going to kill you because he's, he can distribute. He can, fight, he can get other guys involved. I thought it was brilliant on Jason Kidd's part to say, we're going to make Devin Booker be a playmaker. We're not going to let him be a scorer. We're going to make him be a playmaker. And Devin doesn't have that in his game. I mean, face it, it's basically taking the Suns back to what they were before Chris Paul showed up. Because Chris Paul is the one who became the orchestrator of everything. And for whatever reason, Chris Paul, you know, whether it's fatigue, whether it's age, whatever, he also, he just 
But with with Chris's age, it feels like Phoenix is athletic, but they need another scorer. Hmm. You can't bring this team back. It feels like they have to add a piece offensively. They have do they have to move somebody? Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to overreact because I also believe that this was just a really bad matchup for them. Luca, like they don't have like this next series with Memphis. I mean, excuse me, with the Warriors in Dallas is going to be really interesting because Draymond Green is the kind of defender you want to put on Luka Doncic. Right. He can play a bigger guy. He's clever. He, he knows how to play angles. I'll be very interested to see how that matchup, how that matchup goes. The, the Suns just don't have that kind of guy. Mikal Bridges, for as good a defender as he is, Luka just can body him down. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton is not quick enough to stay in front of him. Chris Paul is not big enough. Right. Like it, it's just they didn't have that one guy and they lit the fire under Luca. I mean, again, I will go back to it. Like they were going along and Luca was playing at a certain level. And then they just said they, they mocked him and he was like, oh, no, you're, you're not doing that. And, and he just he took him apart. You know, uh, Luca has, I mean, when you think of the greatest last 20, 25 years, the great scores, Michael, Kobe, uh, Kevin Durant, LeBron could be, but I don't think of it as your, uh, he's a little atypical for a score because he's such a great distributor. Um, I, none of them, none of them shoot like Luca and his body, he's so thick. He's not going to have Durant's injury issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this about a year ago. You, I could see him being the all-time leading scorer in the NBA by the time he's like 33 years old. I mean, it's he—he he is just the best scorer on the planet. I'm not even sure there's nothing quite like him. I mean, it's interesting. Here's my only concern: he's not quick in his scoring, so right. he needs to body you and. God, that w- that can wear you out over a career because, you know, he doesn't fly past anybody. So right. every, every move, Rick, is a lot of work. Herky, yep. jerky, banging. I Yeah. Well, there's a trade-off, though. I mean, you're right, but he also – he scores efficiently. Like, he can bang you to the mid-range and then step back and hit his shot. He can, he, he can score in so many different ways. I don't I, – <sighs> So there's a trade-off there. The problem that the Mavericks have, the bigger problem as I see, is your point about he can't score fast. Like they don't, he generally is not going to get up and down. If they're, you know, they shot the three ball well, but if they have to play behind, from behind, they're a different team. They can't score in bunches because that's not, that's not, uh, that's not him at his best. And I felt sort of the same. And by the way, I'm in the same condition as you are. I took a red eye to the East Coast um, on 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 Friday, Friday night for Saturday, and I'm still recovering from that. So <laughs> I know I know the feeling. But no, uh, Doncic is, is again so much of the playoffs is matchups, and yeah. this was not ultimately ended up not being a a good matchup for the Phoenix Suns. I dare say that if they had gotten somehow managed to get past Dallas, like I would have liked them against the Phoenix Suns. I think it would have been, a, I mean, get the Golden State Warriors would have been a completely different, different setup. Now I'm really curious to see whether the Dallas Mavericks can replicate this. Yeah, I think 
I, I, the Warriors are a tough matchup because Wiggins is now the league's best four. Uh, Clay, I mean, they're really an intriguing team. On nights where Poole's playing well, it's Steph, yeah. it's Poole, yeah. uh, it's Clay, it's Wiggins. It, you know, um, and they also they're they're so small, but the league's getting small. I mean, the, yeah. just be honest about yeah. it. The league's getting yeah. really small. Doncic is playing five. Giannis is playing five. <laughs> that you 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 have point you have point centers now essentially. I think Golden State's a handful. First of all, Spencer Dinwiddie was on fire. Yep. With, with Spencer, I feel like Spencer's the kind of guy you get about two games like that a series. Uh, you know what I mean? And that's not a knock on him, but he's a B. Sure. And the, the A's, Luca gives you that game six games. Yep. So I, I just, I think Golden State, you know them better than I do, but I think they're a, I also think you could throw Draymond at him. You could throw Kuminga at him. You could throw, you know what I mean? Like you could just throw more bodies than feet because Kuminga's six seven two twenty. You wouldn't put him on for a long stretch, but between right. Draymond and him, right. it's a tough matchup. And I think yeah. Luca could have off an off game or two. Yeah. It, 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 uh, yeah. I'm, I don't have an answer because you're right. Kuminga, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, you could rotate those guys on to, uh, to Doncic and you're going to give him a tougher uh, challenge than, than the Phoenix Suns were able to do with Chris Paul and Mikhail Bridges. and None of those guys work. Uh, none of them fit. Jay, Jay Crowder, none of those guys can, can bother Doncic once he figures you out. But there's also Jalen Brunson. You know, they have other playmakers. and. I, I really, I, I'm, I have to kind of sit back and think about who right. I who I like going into this series because the Warriors are not the Warriors of old. Clay Thompson had a great Game Six, but for the most part, he's yeah. not Clay Thompson anymore. Yeah. Steph Curry, it was uh, I was watching that game with a couple of buddies, and they were like, "What's wrong with Steph?" And I was like, "He's lost like a quarter step, mm -hmm. and so he doesn't get the same airspace on his three. And he doesn't get to the rim to be able to finish in the same way. It's just he was always working with a very small margin and, and maximizing it. And now the margin has shrunk even yes. more. Yeah. So you have to have Jordan Poole going. Uh, you have to have you have to have Clay giving you some semblance. Draymond Green has to be good. Like and 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 Wiggins has to be efficient. And you're talking about guys in Wiggins and Poole who just have never been on this on this. They've never been on the stage before. That's right. So they're kind of figuring it out. So I, I don't have an answer for you yet on on exactly what kind of series we're going to get. I just I I hope we get a long one because it's going to be intriguing. Yeah, I, I don't think we have a great team in the West, and I don't think we have one in the East because we have Miami and Boston now, and I think I like Boston in seven. Yeah. But, but I want to go to Milwaukee. I, I I've always kind of felt with Milwaukee. I said this last year is. Um, I think they could win three titles in six years. They feel like the Spurs. Uh, I was reading Jeff Perlman's book when I was in Italy, uh, Three Ring Circus, Kobe, Shaq, and Phil. Mm -hmm. And the amount of chaos, animosity, angst yeah. Yeah. for all those years. 
And yep. yet they won three straight. And if Carl Malone's healthy, they maybe win four straight because they were so gifted, like the Warriors with Durant. They were so gifted. Mm-hmm. Look at all the chaos with Jordan's Bulls, Jerry Krause, Phil Rodman. The truly great teams know they're great. There's lots of egos, but they just out talent you. Milwaukee's like San Antonio. They can't win three straight. They're not that gifted. They've got to have all the guys healthy. They need a mm-hmm. break. Yeah. Um, and, and I looked at it and I, and as I watched that Boston series, I thought they're just not good enough without Chris Middleton to end up in the finals. I mean, in yeah. the last six years, I could be wrong on this, but I think they've been eliminated four times in either the first or the second round because things didn't work out. They made a conference finals and lost, and then they made the finals and won. Right. But, I, but I look at Milwaukee and I'm like, listen, they're going to win another championship probably. Yeah. But all of our champions are not equal. There's the Dirk Mavericks. And I yeah. kind of feel like this is a poor man's spurs where you've got a dominant big, a strong culture, um, a couple other really nice players. You know, Manu Tony, it's Drew, it's Middleton, nice players. Yeah. But they're not special without middle. You take one of them yeah. out and they're a, they're a team. That, yeah. They're just a team. Yeah. Well, it's the challenge too, and, and you know, fans hate to hear this, but you're in Milwaukee, you're in San Antonio. That's like you, you, it's it's you know, you're not going to get Gary Payton and Carl Malone and guys who will, will join the Lakers to make a run. Horace Grant, like there, that's not happening for the most part in Milwaukee or San Antonio. You're just going to get good guys who are are at the end of their career. The the uh, David Wests are going right. to go there and say, hey, I don't have a ring yet and I can spend a year in Milwaukee or San Antonio trying to win one. I do. I, look, I, I think Giannis is going to win a couple more Same. Uh, championships. Yep. And it's going and, and I think he can be better. I, what, what we saw uh, against the Celtics is that he reverted a little bit as soon as the mid-range jumper wasn't working and he couldn't score efficiently in that, in the, in the mid, uh, in, in the mid post um, at a slower pace. And he desperately, they desperately needed that with that Chris Middleton. That's ultimately what they they missed is that Chris Middleton would, would give you some of that. And so, and then they need to get more athletic, like Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, like all those guys got exposed. Grayson Allen was terrified on the yes. court. Yes, he was. <laughs> he's Duncan Robinson, basically. Like great regular season. We're going to get you threes. You can hit them. And now we get it where, oh, they're targeting you at the defensive end and they're not going to let you have a wide open three. You're going to have to put the ball on the floor. Now what can you do? And that just a guy unravels. So they have, they they definitely have some work to do uh, have to do on this roster and and now I'm just I'm, I'll be interested to see where this Boston Celtics team goes because I think there is such a value in winning a championship and understanding what it takes. That's what kind of surprised me with how Milwaukee unraveled as this series went on. Yeah, like a lot of their uh, they, they were self inflicted wounds. Like they were getting behind early and uh, turning the ball over and missing open threes when they needed one. Like 
that when you won a championship, that's not supposed to happen. Bobby Portis, you're not supposed to go off the rails. Oh God! In game seven, and he was liability. Nice, you know, you, if you ever wondered, God, Bobby's such a—he's a really nice player. Why is he bounced around the way that he has? Yeah. Now, now you know. You get to find out. And the pressure's raised, then you find out what the true character of guys are. And he just—he lost it. volume make sure to check out the draymond green show i brought draymond green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports unique perspective understands behind the rope also chops up with guests like gary payton zach levine tracy mcgrady make sure download the draymond green show wherever you get your podcasts only on the volume podcast network hi let's talk about Pro Plan Sport, Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 